Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. The Retirement Clinic on the air. Jeff Kowal is your host, president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Also joining us, certified financial planner from the Kowal Investment Group, Aaron Spitzner, who you hear Monday through Friday and all the market updates and who's been on this show many times. So first, Jeff, good morning. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm fired Aaron, up for the show. Doing? I'm doing great. Aaron, <laughs> you ready to, to go? You, yeah. got a, you got a two-month at home. We were just talking about that. Any sleep? Yeah. Hey, he's doing pretty good. No, not the baby, I, I, for you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, for me, sure. I love it. Uh, don't maybe that yeah, so much. Hopefully my wife isn't listening. Right. But, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure, you slept yeah. all night. Aaron, Aaron sleeps like a baby. Yeah, I, lo I love it. Why do they say sleep like a baby? Don't Babies don't sleep. every two hours. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Hey, we got a good show planned for you. First, we're on WIBA Madison. One of your locations, Jeff, is in Middleton. That's right. Which is right there. That's Madison. You're in uh, World Headquarters, Waukesha, Wisconsin. That's right. Port Washington and Phoenix, Arizona. Four locations. That's right. More to come. But right now we have those four locations. And we've got, um, you know, you mentioned World Headquarters in Waukesha. We're right off of uh, 194 and 94. So right where, 94, where uh, uh, 16 splits off from 94. By a machine shed restaurant, we're right there uh, in Port Washington, also. So great locations, easier for anybody in the area to get a hold of us. Uh, come on and see us. Uh, on the show, we focus on retirement, retirement planning. Jeff, that's your niche. That's what you do. But under that umbrella, as I call it, there's so much to talk about. 401k plans, obviously taxes, uh, rollovers. We talk about Social Security in your retirement. How much Social is Social Security enough to get people by? No way. Well, it never was intended that way either. Nope. Nope. Somewhere along the line, Jeff, did that? Are people thinking that that's going to be enough for them? I mean, do you run into clients that say, "Well, I got Social Security." I think they don't think about it. They th and it goes on both sides. One, some will say, "Oh," some will say that uh, your microphone is attacking you. Today. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, some will say that Social Security isn't going to be there. Uh, so you know they're pl not planning for it, but it will be there. Uh, with Carol, Carol Richardson coming on next week, and she's going to talk right. more about that. She'll, she'll talk more about Social Security next week. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, when she's on, we, we're inundated with calls. Oh, yeah. Uh, the big question usually is, you know, what age is best for me to retire? Right, and I've got a couple things on that today, too. But uh, the other side is that, you know, they don't pay attention to their own retirement planning and think that Social Security and their pensions are going to take care of them. And some of them don't even have pensions. So those are a little bit frustrating, but you have to start planning early, start, you know, take responsibility for your own retirement planning. On the show, we take phone calls. We want to uh, open up the lines right now and get some questions on board. We got wide open phones. Uh, you can join us at 799-1130, the Abbey Windows and Exteriors toll-free number, 800 838 WISN 838-9476, or again, 799-1130. Any question on retirement, your plan, do you have enough? Are you on the right track? The stats show, Jeff, I mention this often, about half of America has some sort of plan. The other half has 
zero to little savings. Right. A lot of statistics show that they have less than 20, and it's up on our website, they have less than $25,000 saved by the time they reach age 50. That's not a good thing. You can aggressively save after age 50, but you want to make sure that you plan before then, and it's not a panic situation. There are a lot of things that get in your way between now and then. Um, babies, as we were just talking about, mortgages, uh, education, funding, all those types of things. Get Medical in bills. Medical bills, yeah. And those are types of things also that can derail a successful plan medical bills and uh, kids and grandkids education so you have to be careful with that and you have to take control of your own retirement planning all right well uh, the plan for the rest of the show besides phone calls we have a few segments that we get to every week the boss minute uh, I believe Aaron Kowal yeah Aaron will be with us today yep for the boss uh, minute that's business owners savings and security the acronym so that's for business owners later in the show the sexy segment about wealth management and preservation and in throughout the show Jeff you mix in some stories from the week that pertain to retirement let's start out with your first yeah, topic. this is a good one I thought um, and uh, especially uh, timely it says uh, USA Today article don't let money worries triumph uh, stressed about finance. Robert Powell writes a column for USA Today, and I really like the way he writes. And a lot of his emphasis is on retirement planning. But this one happens to be about money worries. He says, stressed about finances, you're not alone. Workers of all ages are concerned about money, according to a PWCUS uh, employee financial wellness survey. They fret about the lack of emergency savings, not being able to retire when they want to, how to cover health care costs for retirement, and how to financially support parents and adult children, and more. And yet there are steps that you can take. And And Robert Powell goes into this, and I thought it was pretty good, so I want to highlight a couple of them. One, the first one says, uh, build an emergency fund. Not surprising. Not having emergency savings is most frequently cited financial concern for millennials and Gen X employees, one proven way to build up that fu that fund, and by the way, it's it's true for those close to retirement as well. A lot of our clients will see them in that they'll have seven hundred fifty thousand, a million, a million and a half in savings, and and their retirement plan, and their retirement plans, and they have less than twenty thousand dollars in savings. So if they want to go on vacation or something else, they may have to take a distribution from their retirement plan. So it's not just for millennials and Gen Xers. So many things can happen. The furnace can, you know, fall apart. Yeah. And so not, you're right. Not just a vacation, but it could be a roof yeah. or furnace or something else. Yeah. Why is that on your mind now? <laughs> That's you you read right through me. As a matter of fact, yes, John. It's something we're going through at the Crown Force household. Yeah. Somebody's got to pay for a furnace. They're not giving them away free last time I checked. I love, is that something your dad would say? They're not giving away for free. That somebody's got to pay for it. Right, right. Money doesn't grow on trees. That was pretty transparent, Paul. I thought anyway. I just wanted to add that. Like furnace? Okay, one proven way to build that up is to make automatic savings. And I think that's perfect. Ha just like you do with your 401k plans, have a set amount taken directly out of your paycheck or out of your saving, out of your checking account to have a direct deposit into an investment account. I think that's the best way to do it because it's electronic, it's automatic, you don't think about it. Well, um, what kind of account would I put my emergency Individual money in? or joint account with your wife. Okay. I mean, uh, low interest bearing, we're not going to... Not necessarily. That, so you oh. have savings for that. For the for emergency fund, for a larger thing and for, for travel... 
because a lot of times the stuff that you put into your regular savings account doesn't stick. That's why people have you know, less than $20,000 in savings. So if you put it into an investment account um, that will be invested into balanced funds or, or even stock funds, it all depends on your risk tolerance, um, then you're able to uh, let that accumulate. So you don't watch it as, as often. So you're not as tempted. And once you have several thousand dollars built up in there, you're less tempted to tap into it as well. Right. So that's the type of thing that, that you want to keep separate from your regular savings. And, and we certainly don't want to tap into our 401k for something like a furnace. That's number two. Are you reading my notes, Paul? No. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing is don't raid your 401k. Yeah, your four, it's not a piggy bank. It's designed for long-term retirement savings. Uh, you Yet many plan participants borrow or withdraw money from their 401k for emergencies, and that can be costly. According to a hypothetical scenario from J.P. Morgan, a 401k plan participant who contributed regular to, regularly to a 401k would have a balance of $1.7 million. They don't give any of the specifics in the article. While a participant with 401k loans had just $1.1 million. So it's the difference of $600,000 because one taps into it. Um, they said a person who takes one 401k loan often takes multiple loans out because they say it's an easy way to access capital. Right. So the difference in this one, Paul, was uh, one 401k putting put the same amount in ends up with $1.7 million. The other one ends up with $1.1 because they regularly borrowed from it. So so don't do that. Stop it. Stop that. that that's a good. Can we take our first call before we sure. break, Jeff? Sounds good. We've got a lot more coming up in the retirement clinic, including your questions. Welcome all the way till the end of the hour. So you've got till 11 o'clock. We're in WIBA Madison, WISN Milwaukee, Oak Creek, and Dave. Good morning, sir. Hi, Dave. Hi. Hey, got a question about Social Security and Medicare. So we can apply for Medicare when we're 65, and Medicare covers hospital. Medicare Part B covers doctors, right? Yeah. And Medicare Medicare Part D covers dental and well prescription. Medicare, prescription. Right? Uh, I don't know uh, that you have dental. Okay. Yeah, I don't know prescription. that. Yeah, I think Part D is is prescription drugs. Not, I think you're right. Not not dental. And uh, Medigap pays for um, out-of-pocket expenses. Question is, how much does all this cost? Is it affordable? This is stuff that people should know. Well, it's it, it varies. It also varies. It's a, that actually is a pretty good question. We can we can bring that up to um, next week. And next Carol's week, in. with Carol Richardson's here. Uh, she's a, 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 a expert from Social Security, retired from Social Security, but she still keeps in touch with them. Keeps up to date with that. Uh, Medicare premiums uh, go up based on your income, so it can be relatively low, uh, or it can be up to five hundred dollars a month. Um, let me just see if I can pop them up. But it's based on your income. Uh, okay. I think it starts around, well, let's see. Let me look at this. Jeff is furiously typing yeah, on I, his... I can, uh, I can get it. Uh, if you make $85,000 or less, I can't tell if this is uh, joint, uh, the premium is $134. If it's... If a, month, you, a month, $134 a month. $134 a month. $85,000 to $107,000. Here you go, joint return. Up to $170,000 or less, you pay $134 a month for a premium for your Medicare. 
170 to 214,000 is 187, 214,000 to 267,000 of income, it's $268 a month. It goes up. Is from this for there. you and your spouse or individual? Individually. Okay. So you, you know, so, so it's so the, the more income you make, the higher premium you pay for Medicare. But you Medicare said under 170 joint household income. It's $134 for the, the basic Medicare premium a month. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah, bad. See, let's be let's be talking about people that are like on Social Security. Yeah, so then you're gonna, yeah. that's what that's what I mean. That that's that that'd yeah. be that'd so be that's this. Gonna, yeah. So if you don't if you have under one hundred seventy thousand of income, you're going to be paying one hundred thirty four thousand hundred thirty four dollars a piece for Medicare uh, for Medicare premiums. Now the supplements and other things depends on on the the coverage uh, that you have there. Um, so it could be another say two hundred fifty dollars a month for the. Uh, a supplemental, uh, you can get a, a prescription drug plan to cover the the donut hole in, in that. So that's going to cost you a little bit more. So it can, it can cost anywhere from five hundred to fi- probably twelve hundred fifty dollars a month. Now think about it. that's just Medicare. This is why we say Social Security alone, Jeff. Yeah, Medicare and this, supplements. Yeah. And supplements. There's no way that you know. This is why we need a retirement plan. Right. So so if you back up just for a couple seconds there, just for basic Medicare itself, you have to pay for that. It's not. Correct. Social Security. Right. Correct. Oh, brother. Now they they can. It, it, it makes it easier. Healthcare is not free, Dave. Yeah, they can uh, de- can be de- deducted from your Social Security. So if you are collecting Social Security, they make it a little bit easier that they deduct the premiums from your Social Security payment. But yeah, you still have to pay for it. So yeah, nice try. There's no way. And then, that then the supplements will be added on top of that. It's generally less expensive than if you went out and bought the Obamacare or had health and individual health insurance. It would be a lot less expensive than that. Um, and that's why we have to be a little bit careful with the politics of it because that can quickly be destroyed with the uh, and that quite honestly the, a- the ACA could be repealed yet we don't know right that. but you know so it's kind could, of a- you still could get some better options um, and you're okay with with Medicare but uh, and with the supplements but if you have a, a spouse that's under 65 and not on Medicare that's where you run into a little bit of trouble with covering that when we come back thanks Dave for the thanks question for the call, yeah. it's thanks a good question and a little teaser about next week Carol Richardson will be on and we take a lot of these type of questions social security questions but for this week Aaron Kowal joins us when we come back with the Boss Minute. Great. Aaron Spitzner is with us for the rest of the show with Jeff Kowal to answer more of your retirement questions. A sexy segment is coming up as well. Call us right now. Lines are open, 799-1130. The Abbey Windows and Exteriors toll-free number, 800-838-9476. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute business owners, savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Many small business owners don't have a retirement plan set up at work yet and are not making regular contributions to save for retirement. As I've been discussing here, there's a major problem of business owners not saving for retirement and relying too much on the value of their business to see them safely into retirement. Again, a lot of the time, there are two main reasons that this happens. The business owner doesn't know about the options available as one, The other is that they are so busy working on the business that they don't address retirement issues. This solution can be perfect to address both of these obstacles. Many business owners should consider establishing a SEP IRA. A SEP IRA allows you to make retirement contributions for yourself and your employees without getting involved in the more complicated rules of 401ks, profit sharing, and pension plans. Some of the benefits of the SEP IRA is that the contributions are fully tax deductible. 
there's a lot of flexibility on how much you can contribute. And you're not locked into making contributions each year. There are very low administrative costs to establishing and maintaining the plan as well. SEP IRA plans don't have the startup and operating costs of other retirement plans. They allow for contributions of up to the smaller of 25% of compensation or $54,000 for 2017 or $55,000 for 2018. I bring up 2017 contributions because you still may be able to contribute to a SEP IRA for 2017. The contributions can be made for 2017 after April 15th, 2018. The deadline for those contributions is actually your business's tax filing deadline plus any extensions you have. So if your business has an extension to file 2017 taxes, you can set up and make SEP contributions for 2017 up until October 15th, 2018. That's pretty powerful. A SEP IRA is a fantastic way to sock away a bunch of money quickly. The contribution limits do increase over time, so you're able to put away even more. Over a 10-year period, you can put in well over a half million dollars, and then you've got all the potential growth on that all along the way. It's a fantastic way to accumulate tax-deferred wealth quickly, and it's something we help our business owner clients plan and execute all the time. Let the specialists take care of it for you. That is Aaron Kowal with this week's Boss Minute for you business owners on WISN and WIB's Retirement Clinic. We are back with Aaron Spitzner joining us from the Kowal Investment Group. Your host is Jeff Kowal. We go back to your calls. Questions are coming in, and we're going to answer them. Terry's from Delafield. Terry, good morning. Hi, Terry. Uh, Hi, Jeff. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call, and uh, really appreciate your show. Thank you. Uh, Just a follow-up question to the gentleman that called in about the cost of Medicare when you retire. uh, my understanding is that the uh, Social Security goes back two years on your earnings, and they average those two years, and that's how they set the rate. What uh, rate what for Medicare? Or rate for your income? For Medicare, yeah. yeah. Well, two two years of your income is what they judge the cost of. Because go back go back thirty five years for your for your payment for Social Security, but, but go yes, ahead. correct. Okay, so my question is, what happens if you happen to be severed with your employer? and you were a high earner for those two years right before you turned 65, is there a way you can petition uh, Medicare to get a lower rate because basically your income really went from, say, a high number to zero? That's a good question for Carol next week, but I would guess that you probably could, uh, especially if they're using the last two years. And There is a petition process that you could go through. I don't know if it is for Medicare premiums as well, Um, but there probably is. Okay, very good. Well, thank you very much for the answer. Sorry, yeah, I, I would, I would uh, uh, keep to, uh, stay tuned next week as we'll ask that question for uh, Carol next week. Yeah, you know, radio shows go. The first question is about Medicare. Now we're getting a lot of questions. And Terry, that's a good one. Thank you. Uh, but thanks, next, week, next week, if yeah, you do tune in, call us back. I will do that. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you so thanks, much. Terry. Carol will be on, and we'll talk a lot of Social Security uh, next week's show. Okay, Jeff, uh, time to get down to some business with Aaron Spitzner <laughs> on the Retirement Clinic. That sounds good. Let me just wrap up the thing. And don't let money worries triumph. Don't read your 401k. Prepare if you're a caretaker, whether it's for your parents or your kids. Don't let them drain your 401k plans, your retirement plans. Make sure you take care of yourself. That's a key point, though, really, before we we, we talk to Aaron, because um, you might feel that you have to support your parents or you have to support your kids 
and pay for their college education. You can finance a college education. You cannot finance your retirement. So you might want to keep that in mind as you plan for retirement. And those ty- those are types of things that create a lot of stress and try to make your your years of so retirement some, leading up to What you're retirement. saying is some parents feel the need to pay for their kids' education, and they sacrifice their own future for that. That's right. Uh, and they when, maybe don't put in money into retirement plans or put less money into retirement plans because they're they're funding their kids' college education. And junior can also get a job, you know. Yeah, that's true. I, I worked in college. <laughs> and, and, you know, we. It, I'm not saying that you shouldn't put money away for a college education for kids. I'm not saying that at all because that's always helpful and you should be saving towards that. But if, if it comes down to, especially if you get into your later years, um, you know, you make sure that you're putting money away that the your primary emphasis is putting away for your retirement because you're going to be able to, you know, your kids are not going to support you in retirement. They're probably not going to be able to, so you have to take responsibility for your own retirement. Okay, good advice, Jeff. Now, Aaron Spitzner, the moment you've all been waiting for. Drum Aaron, roll. Aaron had a topic he wanted to cover. Yeah, this one is uh, not, not quite as news-breaking as my last one uh, last week here, <laughs> but uh, what I wanted to talk about today was about protecting yourself and uh, uh, from the fraudsters uh, and, and freezing your credit. Uh, if we all remember about, I think it was about a year ago or so, we had the big uh, credit breach at Equifax and uh, yep. the hackers had access to, I think, I mean, I forgot what the numbers were here, but it's something like uh, um, uh, more than 145 million people were affected by the hack. Um, you know, things like that come and go. It's publicized a lot. You know, you see a lot of it in the news, but then we tend to forget about things pretty quickly. Um, so there's a... You're right. I almost forgot about that. And, and I did, then, yeah. And then it'll yep. just, you know, something will pop up again. Uh, some, you know, major department store, their credit cards will get hacked and all the information will get leaked and, and then it'll hit the headlines again. So I figured now would be a good time to talk about it. It hasn't happened in a while. And there's also a new law that passed um, and went into effect here on the 21st of September that allows you to now freeze your credit report at no cost. Uh, prior to this, it would cost probably about 10 to 15 bucks uh, to freeze your credit report. Uh, and then if your credit report or your credit, uh, yeah. So with the three different agencies, uh, you'd have to call each one and, and freeze your information. So it, what that does is, is to uh, it really locks up that information so nobody can take out a loan or a credit card in your name. Um, so again, prior to this going into effect, you'd have to call each one. You'd have to freeze your information and be ten to fifteen bucks. Uh, per agency, and then if you went to go buy a car, you'd have to call them all again and be another ten to fifteen bucks oh, to, un- to, to unfreeze. Un- oh my gosh! You know whatever word you want to use there. Um, so President Trump, uh, he they, they passed this legislation, uh, and I, as of the twenty first now, it's free for everybody. Um, so it's more de- deregulation from Trump. He likes uh, getting rid of rid of the regulations, and I like this. Yeah, yeah. isn't it great? It's hassle free. Yeah, and well. It is hassle-free. I mean, there's a lot of people kind of upset about the process. You know, some people think it should be frozen automatically, um, and then you would have to lift it in order to, you know, if you knew you were going to buy a car or, or take out a credit card or something like that or right. buy, buy a home. Um, but unfortunately, it's it's always available uh, in, until you actually freeze it. Is the goal here to eliminate as much hacking as possible? Yeah, and, and that that's the other thing is you see the commercials for – Things like LifeLock, 
Uh, you hear about credit freezes, and, and people ask, which is the best to do? Uh, I think it's good, you know, if you want to use both. Uh, what a credit freeze will do is if somebody has your information, it, they're unable to take a loan out, you know, fraudulently. Uh, right. what, Life, what LifeLock would do would be um, make you aware that your information is being used or somebody has attempted to open up a credit card or something in your name. Sure. Um, so it, one way, it, LifeLock will kind of actively monitor it and, and actively monitor your information on what they call like the dark web, uh, whereas the credit freeze will actually prevent anything from happening. So I'm most fascinated by the dark web. How do you get there? Like what's... <laughs> Do they have a bar there too? Right, right. <laughs> I have a drink when I get to the dark web. The dark web. Yeah, uh, but that's a... that's hackers. I mean, there's people out there, and programs used to do just that: hack into our accounts. Yeah, and and unfortunately, uh, you know, nobody really freezes their credit. Uh, I think the numbers are, let's see here, the an AARP survey of about two thousand adults found that just fourteen percent had frozen their credit files. Um, and, and a lot of that is, is the behavior thinking, you know, it's not going to happen to me. You know, why, should I, why should I do it? You know, yep. I, nobody's going to hack my information, you know. And then, yeah. unfortunately, Equifax, one of the credit reporting agencies, gets hacked. Yeah. Um, and, and puts 140 a, million. I yeah. mean, that's a lot. Of, that's half the country. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it very well could happen yeah. to you. Um, uh, the, and the other thing is, is a lot of people... It's, it's, this isn't a strategy for just people with with money. Um, really, everybody should be taking advantage of this. A, a lot of people who don't have significant amount of assets, they think, um, you know, why why do I have to freeze my credit? What does it matter if somebody has access to my information? But guess what? The, the fraudsters they those are the type of people that they prey on because they know that they're a little bit. Uh, less likely to have the, their credit frozen. Sure, easier, and it'll just easier put, to hack. Yeah, and it'll just put them in a more of a um, a tougher financial situation if 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 their information is stolen and yeah. um, debt is taken out in their name. That's so. good advice. Always be on your toes. Yeah. Right. Um, let's sneak in a call real quickly. Sounds if we, great. If we can, WI Sends Retirement Clinic and WIBA in Madison. Jeff Kowal and Aaron Spitzner from the Kowal Investment Group taking your calls. Gary's next from Brookfield. Gary, good morning. Hi, Gary. Hi, Jeff. Um, I have a question here. My wife has been receiving a pension benefit in excess of 20 years. And uh, now we got a letter. She got a letter that said they are transferring this uh, responsibility to another business entity. Okay. And um, they will continue, blah, blah, blah. Governance will now lie with um, the states, I assume, whatever state you live in. So um, are, are we concerned about what's going on here? Or um, Initially, I would uh, say no. I would continue to monitor it. Typically what happens is that every once in a while, somebody else will take over the administration of a pension plan for whatever reason. The, the, the old one got out of business. They, they collapsed or you know, whatever reason. Or the, the owner wants to combine with another plan. Any number of reasons could be that the administration of the plan uh, gets transferred to somebody else, and your checks would come from somebody else, maybe a merger, or whatever the reason is. Uh, your pension, her pension is probably still safe. What happens is that, um, you know, it has to be funded. It has to fall under certain guidelines that the government requires that a pension has to be funded to a certain level. 
When it falls below that or if it's in danger, then it falls onto a government agency, which is the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, PBGC. Back in the day, uh, steel mills, uh, um, airlines, others dumped their pensions onto the PBGC, and the PBGC is, guarantees those pensions. So unless she's making $10,000 a month from her pension a month, she probably doesn't have to worry about it because even if it got dumped onto the PBGC, if they ran into trouble, chances are her pension would still be guaranteed. Do you believe that ERISA still has governance in this um, program? Probably. Oh, yes. If it's a pension, that, uh, ERISA, which is the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, E-R-I-S-A, we used to call it every rotten idea since Adam. <laughs> but uh, it's just because it was a government regulation. But uh, ERISA would have governance over that, and that's why it would fall to the PBGC, Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, if something did happen to her pension and did happen to the funding of that. But just because it changes... Uh, administrators doesn't necessarily it's not necessarily a red flag that the pension's in trouble it's just that they're changing who the check comes from i think you can always check in to see how well the the pension is funded there are uh, websites and agencies and you can even go to an employer and find out um, how it's funded how well it's funded she gets an annual letter uh, i guess that's required yep. and um the year before last, there was a severe drop in uh, funding, but then uh, this last letter, they bounced back up to previous levels. Then you know what I'm talking so, about, that, that yep, that, that yeah. you have to fund for a certain level. Uh, government mandates that. They, they monitor it. And again, if they fall below a certain level, they could be dumped onto the PBGC. But I think it's probably okay, and it's probably just a change of administrators, but it's a good question. Okay, well, we'll keep working on it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Gary. Call us if we can help with that. Appreciate the uh, question. In fact, Jeff, let's give out the phone number for the Kowal Investment Group. I'll start with your website, thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Or they can call you, Jeff, at any time. 262. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter that we got to remind people. About. I know we're all on. We're in social media. And we got to remind people. Of That's that. right. Yeah. And uh, but the phone numbers are two six two five two two forty forty. Our international toll free number that works in Madison and Illinois and just about anywhere is eight seven seven five six zero. 4040 or go to the You know, Aaron Spitzner is here, and you know, you hear Aaron and much of your staff do the market updates on WISN and WIBA Monday through Friday. Yep. You do business reports basically updating us on the market's activity. You can connect with the Kowal Investment Group on social media as well. Stay up to date with those market trends, retirement tips, and all the latest news on Facebook. And Jeff just said all those social media sites like LinkedIn. Twitter. Yep. And of course, your own site, thekowalway.com. I think the sexy segment is up next. You bet. It's going to be a good one. All right. Well, stay tuned. The Retirement Clinic continues. And with Aaron Smitzner and Jeff Kowal here, plenty of time left for some more questions. We've had some good ones so far. Give us a call with any retirement question. 799-1130. Toll free. The Abbey Windows and Exteriors number 800-838-WISN. Love that music. Love it. Jeff, we are back. The uh, sexy segment is all about wealth management and preservation. We do this every week on the Retirement Clinic, WIBA Madison, WISM Milwaukee. Jeff, what do you got for us? Oops. Well, this show is for everybody, but this particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. For a lot of people, they 
they think, well, I'm not a millionaire. But if you think about it, if you have $500,000 home, if you have $500,000 in your 401k plan, you're already at a million dollars. If you have a life insurance policy for a million dollars, you're the government will look at that when you pass away, you'll have $2 million. If you get an inheritance, if you sell your business, um, any number of reasons you could, you can end up with 3 million, 5 million, 10 million, $20 million or more. This particular segment is for you. And this is uh, really, again, timely uh, just because of recent deaths that we've had. Uh, it's a USA Today article from Susan Tompour, a columnist for USA Today. How to hunt for missing unknown life insurance policies. It says payouts aren't automatic when a loved one dies. As we mourn the high profile recent deaths of soul icon Aretha Franklin and Arizona Senator John McCain, it's not a bad idea to put a stoplight on the spotlight on dreaded topics such as end-of-life paperwork. You might think no one could lose track of a life insurance policy. Think again. At one point, it was estimated that at least $10 billion, with a B, $10 billion in life insurance policies nationwide had gone unclaimed or unpaid. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the money just stays with the insurance company. Well, yeah. Several, several years ago, life insurance faced tough scrutiny from state regulars in California, Florida, and elsewhere for failure to pay death benefits because it is up to the beneficiaries to file a claim. How does that happen? And that's a, that's a key. They just don't file. You don't know that you have it. That the, that the beneficiary doesn't know. If it's a kids of you know, if mom and dad both passed away, they didn't know where the life insurance policies might be. Isn't the onus example. on the life insurance company to kind no, of knock on, on the door? Hey, no. It's the beneficiaries after. Florida regulators maintain that life insurance companies were not taking adequate steps to try and pay up when some information was available, but no life insurance claim had been filed. Uh, National Association of Insurance Commissioners has its own life insurance policy locator service introduced in 2016. That's the National Association of Insurance Commissioners. Um National tools so far has matched 21,500 policies with consumers, uncovering policies with a reported value of $309 million. So there are locator services available, but um, it's a, uh, how do you start looking for lost life insurance policies? First of all, dig for clues in the paperwork. What you want to find is any kind of paper trail that might uncover a lost or little-known insurance policy for a deceased one. About 59% or 192 million of Americans have some type of life insurance policy that's going to LIMRA, Life Insurance Marketing and Research Association. Uh, look at bank statements. You know, a lot of us have uh, automatic check withdrawal for, for uh, insurance premiums. Um, you know, if you look, go back at the paperwork, that may be a, a way to do it. Look at locked boxes or safety deposit boxes. A lot of times, um, family members or financial advisors, insurance agents. If Wouldn't, you can, uh, Jeff, uh, was it two weeks ago? We had a whole show on estate planning and trusts right. and wills. Wouldn't that uh, in include these life insurance policies? It would include the benefits from the life insurance policies, but if people don't know the claim on those, wow. Um, yeah, it says if there is a if the beneficiary of the life insurance policy goes into the trust as an example, yeah, uh, but you have to know to look for the policy, otherwise money never gets into the trust. All those monthly premiums copies, paid. Yep, copies of life insurance policies, 
copies of applications, uh, review copies of deceased tax returns for the past couple of years to spot any interest, income, or expenses reported that relates to a life insurance policy. Sometimes dividends from life insurance policies generally are tax-free. Um, wow, that's, that's, this is shocking to me. Yeah. It really it's, is. It's it's ten billion. What did I say? How many billions? Of ten billion dollars of life insurance. It's like having a car accident and just not going to your insurance yeah. company for the uh, to help pay for it. I mean, sometimes that's why we state, have the insurance. Well, yeah, but again, the person who think about it, it's life insurance. Yeah, the person who has the policy passed away. They're dead. Yeah, so they can't help with the search. Generally, God forbid my wife Dawn passes away before me. But if she does. I can tell you this. She'll come I am, back. I'm going to. No, I'm just saying I wouldn't forget about the life insurance policy yeah. that we have. She'll come back to haunt you. Right. But to, to make sure that you claim on that. But you can do a free search, free search of databases. Michigan offers its free life insurance annuity search service through its Department of Insurance and Financial Services. Other companies have the same things. Customers can do free searches via 29 state insurance departments. State insurance departments do not have records of specific insurance policies, but but the departments can assist consumers in finding lost policies for the deceased. National Association of Insurance Commissioners, again, a group of state regulators, they can help too. You can go to Life Insurance Policy Locator, uh, NAIC, National Association of Insurance Commissioners.org, NAIC. But most spouses, Jeff, don't you think are aware that their spouse has an insurance policy? Spouses generally do, and you can dig through it. Again, I, I think the best way to do it is dig through the checkbook because you'll have automatic premiums or in the last year That's to keep right. a policy in force, you have to pay premiums. Yep. So you can dig in there and look to if the if it's an annual premium, it'll show up at an annual. Go to the company, yep. find out the claim, and, and away you go. Yeah, Boy, what a shame. That, that's eye-opening. It or, really is. Or last resource to check with the state's unclaimed property office. That was good stuff, Jeff. Um, good stuff. And kind of a reminder to people, too. Uh, check those policies. Be and aware. the thing is that you do, you put a lot of work into the planning and funding and doing trusts and things like that. And if you don't ultimately go make a claim and money doesn't get into the trust, that's a problem. I know we're kind of crunched for time. we got to sneak in a commercial Sounds break. Yep. But we've got callers on hold, so let's sneak in Keith from Grafton. You're on WISN and WIBA. Good morning. Hi, Keith. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, let's say, for example, generically, if I need a million dollars for retirement in a 401k. So generally, if that's what a person needs for abstract number. Now, if I also have a pension, where I'm a defined pension for my work, where I'm lucky enough to have, I'm going to get $1,200 a month in that. How much can I factor that down to say, oh, instead of needing that just a million from a 401k from a different person, but I only need to save $800,000 That's a, $900, that, that's, that's a very good case, question, Keith. And we do have a calculator that can do that. So in our office, we call gold planning and monitoring. It's a Monte Carlo simulation. Monte Carlo simulation says that they take all the assets that you have, including your pension. And Aaron Spitzner does a lot of work with that, where he'll do a lot of the input into the uh, uh, computer and garbage in, garbage out. But if you get the input correct, mm -hmm. a lot of times what we'll do is that if somebody has a pension, if you look at asset allocation, we manage uh, almost a billion dollars of assets for our clients. If somebody has a pension regarding asset allocation, we look at that as, at least in part, the, the fixed portion of somebody's portfolio. So then you can be more aggressive with the growth with the rest of the portfolio with your 401k because you've got this guaranteed pension that comes in. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, they, then then you can reduce your amount. Like you said, instead of needing a million and a half in retirement because you have a pension, maybe that can be considered as part of the fixed portion. You only need eight hundred thousand to fulfill your your requirements for uh, okay. in so retirement. So I have to talk to someone from your office in order to, to do that. Or yeah, give our office a call, or better yet, go online at thekowalway.com. K O W A L thekowalway.com and request an appointment. So I'm going to get back to you right away. Okay, is there any rough number you could you could give offhand, or any rule of thumb, or, or would you have to calculate some of these numbers out for a given well, rough idea? You can have yeah, you can have a general idea, but for the most part. Uh, just trying to eyeball it. You can. It depends how close you are to retirement. Uh, the closer you are to retirement, you definitely do not want to eyeball it. You want to put a pencil to it. Yeah. I'm about 10, 10 to 12 years away. Yeah. Well, again, it all depends on how big your pension is and things like that. You can run into trouble trying to to, to say, yeah, well, I think I got enough. Uh, it's better to put a pencil to it. And, and the calculation the, can be run. Again, Aaron Spitzner is here, and he can run that for you. Okay, very good. Thank you for your help. Also, right, thanks Keith, for the call, Keith. For your benefit, Keith, and for anybody listening, I, I do want to give out the phone number for the Kowal Investment Group. It's 262-522-4040. 262-522-4040. Keith, thank you for the phone call. Thank you. You bet. We appreciate it. Now thanks, we'll Keith. come back. We've got some final comments, and we're going to wrap up the retirement clinic for this week in Madison on WIBA. We're on each week in Milwaukee and WISN. Aaron Spitzner joins your host, Jeff Kowal. We'll be right back. Eric Church, right? Music courtesy of uh, Aaron Spitzner. We were just debating off the air whether he's country or not. Kind of, kind of southern rockish. Yeah, country. I don't know what you'd call it, but I, I like. And I'm not. A, I said this before, for the record, not a country fan. Love Eric Church. Did a thing with Lizzie Hale. I just showed you on YouTube that just rocks. Yeah, he, that, he he appeals to a lot of different people. So it's. We pick out uh, different music each week. That's just a little side issue on the retirement clinic. There's no reason to like country. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan, are you, Jeff? <laughs> not country. No, right? my my younger son is starting to gradually get me to like it, so I can I can do something. You, can, you some can't of it. force music on people. It's like art. You just either you like it or you don't, right? Jazz music. I try getting people. Nope, but I like it. I love jazz music. Let's okay. wrap up the show now. Yeah, let's 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 talk about retirement now. You know, we had a lot of good questions we today. Had Chuck. Really nice. I mean, good, pensions, all, Medicare, all of that stuff. Thanks for all the nice calls, and they are. And we're talking about off the air. Some of them are more detailed, and that's that's a good way to look at it. Look at your retirement. But if you have seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or more and are serious about your retirement, the Kowal Investment Group is a great place to go. You hear from from Aaron Spitzner today, Aaron Kowal, Paul Schaefer, Joe Still, Christine Hero. A lot of the people in our office, from top to bottom, everybody talks retirement. There are other firms that will do everything for you, and then they say, oh, you're retiring? Yeah, we got a guy at the end of the hall that does that, too. For us, that's a way of life for us. From top to bottom, everybody in our office knows about retirement planning. Um, and if, you're an if, if your advisor is retiring or if he's changing firms, because that's happening a lot, too, and you're just not happy with the direction that's going, do go online at thekowalway.com and request an initial consultation. Again, if you're close to already in retirement or if you're a do-it-yourselfer, they're just not sure about doing it yourself anymore. And the biggest reason that people come to see us is that they're close 
to 70 and a half. They're in their 60s, maybe 62, 64. And they know that they're going to have to take out required minimum distributions in the future and they want to consolidate. So if you have assets scattered all over and you want, and you think it's time to consolidate, give our office a call, thekowalway.com to request an appointment, 262-522-4040 or 877-560-4040. And throughout the week, you're going to hear market updates in Madison and IBA, WIS in Milwaukee from the likes of Aaron Spitzner, who we thank you for being here. Thanks for having me again. Have a great it's weekend. A lot of fun. Thanks. And Jeff Kowal, we'll see you next week on the Retirement Clinic. Sounds great. Thanks, Paul. Have a good weekend. Hey, you thanks too. for tuning in. We're on every week with Jeff Kowal, 10 a.m., WISN, and on WIBA Madison as well. Thanks for joining us. News is coming up next. Stick around.